Welcome to Laugh and Learn with Vern. I have a wonderful guest today. Before I introduce her, just a quick disclaimer. Nothing that I say or my guest says is the official or unofficial position of the United States Army, the Department of Defense, or the U.S. military. We're just two people having a blast. And I doubt that she's representing the U.S. military, especially since she is coming to us from Canada. So please give a warm laugh and learn with Vern. Welcome to Kathy Crawley Laffy Bean Queen. Here I am. Hey! <laughs> I was trying to figure out where's the button <laughs> to make me appear. There she is. We were talking earlier about how both of us uh, kind of have this aura about us, a lighter, a lighter aura. But Kathy, I can see you perfectly right Wonderful. now. Good. Hallelujah. <laughs> Question. <laughs> Question for you. When you were, when you came up with Kathy Crawley, Laffy Bean Queen, had you just watched a documentary on like the Royal family and you were like, how many titles can we stretch out here? Or how's that name, how'd the name come about? Oh. <laughs> I like that version. <laughs> that might be the new way. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I have, uh, sort of simple solutions for, um, some of today's challenges. So, you know, worms for amending the soil, sprouts for eating and laughter for overall health and wellness. And I was like, how do I put these all? Like when I go networking, what do I say to incorporate everything? <laughs> that's the name. So then people laugh. They're like, oh, that's interesting. What, what's that? So Kathy Crawley. So that's the worm composting worms in the house. Who doesn't want that? <laughs> uh, what is it? Kathy Crawley laughing. So laughter yoga. I'm a laughter yoga teacher. So fun. Why not? Laughing all the way to the bank. Fun. <laughs> And then uh, what was being queen? So uh, sprout growing. So yeah, so worm, worms for amending the soil, sprouts for eating, grow your own, and laughter for overall health and wellness. Woo, what a title. How did you get into this wellness field? I mean, you've been doing it for about 20 years, and I would say relentlessly because you have been in hundreds of newspapers, online, podcasts, videos, you have done an, a tremendous job of helping people not only improve their lives, but to spread this message of wellness. But you've only been doing it for 20 years. And I know you recently did have your 21st birthday. So what were you doing during that 12 month gap? Which 12 month gap? <laughs> well, how, did you, how did you get started in, in the idea of working with worms and wellness? Like, I feel you've created this wonderful universe. Where did that start? Oh, yes. Yeah. 20th anniversary of my worm business and <laughs> selling worms by the pound. Can you imagine for indoor composting? So yeah. uh, I'm located in Canada, as you said, just north of Toronto, largest city in Canada, 6 million people population. Um, and our landfill closed where, you know, the dump where you put the garbage. <laughs> Um, so when the landfill closes for the largest city in a country, I mean, it's a problem, a big problem, a big expensive problem. <laughs> yeah. um, so although we are second largest country in the world, we couldn't find a place to put a landfill. What about here? What about here? No, nobody wants that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Nobody wants a landfill in, in their backyard. You know, yeah, they don't want it in the backyard, but as long as the garbage goes somewhere, they don't have to see. Well, then that's fine. Oh, once it goes away, like you put your, you know, your can at the end of the gar at the end of the driveway, and the truck comes along, and then you don't know where it could go somewhere. You don't care. The garbage fairy takes it away. We all know that. It's how it I got money away. for my teeth. It's the tooth fairy and the garbage fairy. That's what I learned growing up. 
The garbage fairy, yeah, good yes. one. Right? I think I think that uh, trips to the landfill should be mandatory. So people can see all the plastic spewing about the, the, the seagulls and like just the whole thing is just like gross. And then it's filling up and filling up. So if you go annually, you'll be like, holy, look at like, oh, it's going to fill up. I, you know, I, I joke because I'm like, when, when the Toronto's landfill closed, you know, they're like, you know, oh, well, don't worry. No, there's still room for today's load. Don't, we don't have to think about a solution until tomorrow. <laughs> That's what it felt like. Like it yeah. felt like, didn't they see that it was coming, that it was going to fill up? Like, I'm not a scientist or anything, but I know, I, I could see. I'm like, yeah. oh, it's, it's, it's going to fill up one day. <laughs> and yeah. then it did. Now it's a ski hill. <laughs> Seriously? No, no, it just, right. <laughs> it's, it's only been 20 years. So now methane, right now it's a, now it's a heat like gas. Now it's a gas. It's a, it's a hazardous waste place right now. Perfect. Yeah. That's fantastic. Right. So we started exporting garbage anyway, big long story. How I got into this. <laughs> How much time do we have? Um, <laughs> yeah. So I had a solution, right? I was like, holy cow, this is ridiculous. Like 200 garbage trucks every day, making the trip from Toronto to Michigan. Because yeah. Michigan is the trash capital, right? Here's what happened oh, with Michigan. Interesting. So, yeah, Michigan used to be the automotive capital, right? Ford, GM, Chrysler, they all had their headquarters there. Now they don't. Now everywhere makes cars. Ontario even make, makes cars, <laughs> right? Uh, not haha, but right? Okay. Yeah. So Michigan was like, again, like maybe they didn't see that coming. They're like, oh my gosh, what are we going to, we need an industry. What are we going to do? Well, everybody makes trash. Why don't we be the trash capital and have the lowest tipping fees at landfill? What do you mean the lowest? What are tipping fees? So the tipping fees are, you know, the collect, the garbage truck goes around, you collect all this garbage. You got to put it somewhere. Sure. So you got to pay for the privilege to put it somewhere. Of course. So if you have lower than the other states or the other, other provinces, it's going to be appealing to the governments to be like, oh, why don't we just put our garbage over there then? It's, it's cheaper. So that's what happened. So Michigan's like, okay, we'll take your trash, but it's going to cost you. It costs us a lot. And it costs the planet a lot because there's no okay. environment separate from us. Yeah. We all breathe the same air and the water. And, and Michigan, like, here's the kicker, you know, like governments are interesting, like not to diss anything because th there was a disclaimer at the beginning. <laughs> it, it mostly applies. I think it applies to me since I'm a U.S. citizen. So I wouldn't worry about yourself, Kathy. I think you're fine. <laughs> but no, I'm just, I'm not saying anything that people can't look up or that isn't the truth. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. I just spin it a different way. But, you know, I, I open people's eyes. So each province has a slogan. Each state has a slogan. And Michigan's, like, you know, statement or whatever is um, Great Lake State. You can Google it, folks. <laughs> Great Lake State, that means, right? That means water. So yeah. when, you, when you are the trash capital, you import all this garbage from all around. It starts to break, like it doesn't stay in those nice bags and, you know, in the tidy way that they have. And no, it just sure. like goes away. No, it breaks down all the juice, you know, all the batteries that get thrown in there yeah. that shouldn't be in there, right? All the garbage. Yeah. It's really, we don't want to think about it. Of course not. It's, it's gross. Yeah. Anyway, so now that, that a thousand trucks a week, Ooh, I had a solution and I was like, this is something we all need. But we don't buy what we need. We buy what we want. So sure. thank goodness I have all this energy. Um, you say a thousand trucks a week? A thousand 18 wheelers, not just the cute little garbage truck, 18 wheelers. Can and on top that. of that, all the gas, all the emissions. Yeah. Idling, right? I, I yeah. love that. Like the wear and tear on the road, the congestion. Yeah. yeah. So, what's your, so what, what'd you come up with? 
So, okay, so this is indoor, <laughs> big long intro. I hope people are still to stay tuned. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I know, yeah, of yeah. course. Okay, so, uh, so this is indoor composting with worms. So composting for anyone that's like composting, what's that? I'll just do a quick composting 101. Composting is nature's way to look after organic matter, usually done outside, no special equipment. Maybe you have a pile or a composter. You add in your yard waste, your grass clippings, you know, your leaves, maybe your food scraps from the kitchen. You turn it, add water. After a certain amount of time, it turns into compost or humus fertilizer that you can add back into your garden. This is the same idea done inside with worms. So back to Toronto, 6 million people, half living in, in condos, townhouses, without the outdoor space. So what are they gonna do? If you add worms or when you add worms, now it's a whole different process. So it's a container, say for the do-it-yourself or something the size of a Rubbermaid bin. And you have your carbon nitrogen, which the carbon is your shredded paper. So, you know, there's lots of paper around and yeah. the, the food, the nitrogen is the food scrap. So just your clippings from the kitchen. And then the, you add the worms in and they, they live in the container and it's aerobic, meaning with oxygen. So it doesn't smell, you know, like I have all the objections, 20 years. Yeah. I have all the objections to why, you know, oh, the, and I, you know what it's come down to, Eric? It's really interesting. I have a psychology degree. <laughs> handy <laughs> well for this yeah i mean for for trying to save the environment you got to sell people you got to sell people and know how they're thinking about stuff and i think that's a great idea a good example of like why would i want worms in my house why and and i'm meeting a lot of people who were traumatized as children in the schoolyard by worms maybe a sibling or you know a rainy day yeah, someone picks it right oh yeah, yeah. I'm, you know they chase them around you know maybe they I, you know and and if when we get traumatized by something it doesn't matter what it is we're not looking to that as a solution sure. yeah <laughs> right so although i've had you mentioned uh, all that media like hundreds of articles tv radio like you're not listening to that radio interview you're not reading that article Right. You're just like worms. Nope. Like even subconsciously, maybe not even on a conscious level. You're just like not of interest. There's only a limited amount of time. Yeah. So that's why I'm so happy to be here. And I really think that bringing fun, um, which is where the laughter came in, um, mm -hmm. the laughter came in about mm, it was about 2012, 10 years in. You know, I have a lot of energy and I, I really believe that this is why I was put on Earth to be the head worm, the talking head. <laughs> The talking head worm, even though they don't talk. <laughs> Are you the, is that, is there like a queen worm or how, because they're in a, they're a squirm, right? Multiple worms are a squirm. A squirm of worms is the, the queen yeah. of worm. Well, no, they're hermaphrodites. Oh, yeah. So I don't know yeah. what, what I was going to say, Prince. No, what's the um, androgynous name for? You're the androgynous queen prince of the. Talking head, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah, I feel like I'm just like the spokesperson for, for the worms. Probably an easier way to say it, yeah. yeah. I didn't say spokeswoman because, you know, I would still have to be a spokesperson. <laughs> that's true, yeah, that's true. Right, yeah. Okay, so, um, yeah, so it's it, I, I think it's it's just really uh, fascinating. I was on, on purpose, I really feel like, oh, we really need this. But again, we don't buy what we need, we buy what we want. Sure. So I need to reframe it, right? So why do people want this? I need to let them know, you know, what do they say, the pain and stuff. I'm, it, it's, it's quite something that I've been in business this long. 
like, and it is supporting my husband and I, this is what we do. Um, and as, as, as entrepreneurs, we have added in extra things so that, you know, so we can <laughs> live our life and whatever. Were and you, and I, I hope, I, sorry, one sec. I hope that okay. people yeah. pay attention to that because that's the time we're in now. I'm just ahead of time. I knew I didn't want to work for other people. So I created my own. And you, what were you, so what were you doing prior to that? Like, how long did it, like when you, when you first had this idea to when you went to market, how, what, how long, what was it like? And were, and is this the same, were you still, were you married? Same guy? Same guy, just what, yeah. Same one guy, first guy. First same cousins. one guy. Now he's yeah. just a little bit uh, warmier. Yeah. <laughs> he warmed now up to the idea. He did. It wormed go. into his heart. Wormed into his heart. There you <laughs> the go. The worms are getting out. You know, thanks for helping me spread the worm. <laughs> oh, there's a ton of them. Oh, we could just go on. We could riff about, you know, can of worms. I'm trying to make can of worms a positive statement. Like, oh, now you've opened up a can of worms. I go, always go, yay. And then people look at me like, no, it's yeah. a bad thing. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know, but I'm trying to change that. <laughs> there, really, there really is a weird negative connotation around worms. Mm. And I That's don't know. The psych degree. Yeah, it feels like that, right? Like the people are like, oh, like I like trying to think, what's a good one? What's a well, can of worms. That's one. Computer virus, um, tapeworm. Tapeworm, uh, yeah. You know, just worm is creepy. They don't have arms or legs, right? So people are like, they just wiggle around. They're yeah. They're like people think they're like um, maggots. You know, they they can confuse them with maggots. So then they're like, oh no, they're just wiggly, like. Mag, like maggots it's like no they're not maggots at all quit it <laughs> but how, yeah how did you so how did that go about when you're like I think I want to do this what was that process like uh, yeah it wasn't like that it was uh, you know again I hope people are listening because I got I bought my house in 93 and I looked after a teacher's I couldn't wait to start composting and gardening composting outside and then a teacher friend asked me to look after her worm bin I'd never heard of it but I was mm -hmm. like I think that we should try things before you know, discounting it before going, oh yeah, you won't like that. Oh, good. Thanks for saving me the time. Yeah. Thank you for right? putting your life on me. I'll definitely take your advice because you definitely know that I won't care for about this. Yeah. That's good. How do you know? Yeah. How, yeah, do, you how know? do you know? And how do I know? I don't know. So I, I mean, I knew I didn't, well, not that I was afraid of worms. I just thought they were gross and probably people that are watching are thinking, yeah, worms are gross. I'm not having them in the house. Stay tuned because maybe you will by the end because I say a lot of cool things and I, and I was converted. I was, I was afraid. <laughs> anyway, I looked after the worms and it was horrible because it was in the basement and, you know, I would just throw the food in. And so I was a fruit fly farmer and <laughs> I kept the worms alive. Like everything was great, but I, I was yeah. like, ah, I would just go feed them, throw the stuff in and close the bin, yeah. you know, the fruit flies, because I was kind of feeding the fruit flies and that happened. Um, so at the end of the summer, okay. So um, I harvested the worm bin. I got the black gold, which I wanted to do. Handed the worms back to my friend. The black, the black gold? What is that? Oh, sorry. Thank you. The worm poo. Um, okay. Right? The worms convert the compost. The worms convert the food scraps and paper. And so their poop is the, the, the fertilizer. Okay. And it's nutrient rich and it's, and it doesn't smell like ours and all that stuff. It's fine. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you separate the worms and the compost and then you set the worms back in, like they're the workers. So you add them back into the system and you okay. use the compost. Yeah. Okay. So at that point I was like, Oh my gosh, it I put on big gloves. I didn't want to touch the worms. You know, it was, it was kind of a horrible thing. Yeah. I was like, good riddance. And I said, if I want to get worm compost again, cause it is very valuable. The compost is really valuable. 
um, I'll just buy it. <laughs> right. And then um, and I forgot about it. Then I got my psych degree in 2000 and I got a job at a group home. I was working as a secretary for 20 years. I changed jobs every year because I, I didn't know I, I was an entrepreneur. I didn't know. <laughs> But I didn't know, I didn't have anybody in my past, in anybody in my family that had their own business. Yeah, It was just like, get a job, work hard, and you'll get a gold watch when you retire in 30 years or whatever. Yeah. It never made sense. It was like, I, I, why do you need a watch? And, and, you know, how do you get a job? Like, you need, you need to have a job to get a job, but how do you get a job? You need yeah. experience. Yeah. How do you get experience if you don't have experience? Yeah. All of those things were mulling around. It just it didn't make sense. And I always like was like, uh, what? <laughs> sure. and, and I was different. I think I was just always different. And so I changed jobs knowing I would just get another job because I was that good. And, and I did because it's belief, right? It's all about mindset. And now this is all coming to the, I just knew stuff. I just knew that that was the way. But I didn't know that it was an entrepreneur. So I, I just thought I was a secretary forever which was a fine thing, like nothing against that, right? It's nine to five, you have weekends off, yeah. right? you have regular holidays, everything. Like you got benefits, you have a pension. It's it's a pretty good gig it, yeah. for me. It just wasn't a life for me. <laughs> okay, so then what happened? Fast forward to getting my psych degree and getting a job at a group home. And I worked with challenged adults. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is it. This is why I was put here. Um, and they had 10 homes and a farm. So I was working outside at the vocational program, you know, in the wood shop and gardening. Like it was yeah. so cool helping people that have learning challenges um, sure. live a better life. Yeah. You know, they lived there. That was their family was all of these people. It was wonderful. And I loved it. Um, however, there was more politics in social work than any office I ever worked in. And I worked in a lot of offices. Interesting. So, yeah, so I was like, oh, I, and yeah, I, I, I just wasn't able to stay there. And anyway, I got injured and I was like, okay, I can't stay here because I'm not effective anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I came home and I was thinking about this worm business. I know I got a big long story. I'm Chatty Kathy. It's fine. <laughs> I came home, right? I had been injured. I was stressed. I came home, opened the little local paper and it said, are you a woman? Do you have a business idea? And it was a six month course to take, to write a business plan. Okay. Oh, so I, I you know, I'm like, oh, I yeah. turned to my husband, right? I'm turning to my husband. I said, I'm quitting my job. I'm taking this course. I'm starting a worm business. Won't this be great? Um, and that was, <laughs> well, <laughs> what was his reaction? Yes, dear. Right. You know, we've yeah. known each other. We've been together since he was, I was 16. He was 17. And Good uh, for you. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. This was 39. So I was 39 at that, at that time. So he's so. like, oh, okay. Yeah. That sounds good. Sounds about right. Okay. And you know, Eric, I want to say at this point that I started my business um, with a safety net because my spouse was gainfully employed. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I really um, honor and respect all the single people out there that, you know, that have different circumstances, children and whatever, and, sure. you know, and they're on their own and then they launch a business. That's an added extra step that I didn't have. However, I started my business and 2002, in the summer of 2002, there was a garbage strike in Toronto, you know, world-class city, not really if there's mountains of garbage around. Yeah. Right. You got to solve that pretty quick. Oh, yeah. Uh, right. So on the news, I would, you know, people were lining up for hours to drop off their garbage. And I was like, those people don't compost. 
yeah. because if you compost, it takes the stink out of garbage, right? It's the rotting food that causes the stink. Sure. Mm. So I was like, I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure what came. Wait, hold on. You know what? I kind of breeze over that. The rotting food is what causes the stink in the garbage. Yes. Generally speaking. Yes. Right. Recyclables don't stink. Right. Yes. Your cans and right. Yeah. Your paper yeah. doesn't smell. Yeah. It's the, the food, food waste. Okay. Right. So you open up the can to put something else in. You're like, ooh, it doesn't smell like that when you don't put food waste in there. Okay. Makes when it's sense. just like your dust or I don't know, I don't know what, what you put in the plastic bits and whatever. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Okay. So please, please continue. So I was like, oh, I'm going to take my worms on a road trip. I'm going to um, educate some people. Before that, I chose media as my marketing strategy. I've been pretty su successful, but this is the beginning. And so I sent press releases to the Toronto outlet saying, hey, I'm coming to town with my worms. You know, I have a solution. Yeah. And Five minutes after sending my press release, I got a call from a reporter from the Toronto Star, Canada's largest meat like newspaper, yeah, asking me to, to, for an interview that he did an article about composting the week before composting outdoor. But he said, I forgot about the apartment dwellers. Sure. Yeah. So he said, when you're done at the landfill, can you come to the star? I want to interview you. So I was like, yay. Woo. That's what I really want. I want attention. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I was like, oh, cool. But I want, I was, I'm curious, you know, I have a psych degree, so I'm curious about people. So I went to um, the transfer. I went to a couple of different transfer stations and what an experience. Like, you know, um, I was wearing my company shirt. I have no idea where I, where I mustered up the courage to do this. Um, I was 39. So I was an adult woman, but there was about 80 picketers. And when you're in a mob. Um, this is the picketing, the garbage strike. Picketing the garbage strike. Yes. In Toronto. Okay. So they're, you know, so you head to the strike. Your first thing is I'm going to the strike. I'm going there. I want to, because people were dropping off their garbage. So the picketers yeah. were, oh, were wow. you okay. know, stopping people from dropping off. So a lineup of traffic, right. Okay. Yeah. So there I am with my Kathy Crawley shirt on and, and, you know, a clipboard with, I had a clipboard and I was just asking questions. <laughs> I was going, sorry about that. Well, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I was going up to the cars and saying, hey, do you, um, can I ask you some questions? And, <laughs> and um, do you compost? Why not? Would you, because, you know, I knew they didn't, because you wouldn't, you wouldn't spend three hours dropping off your garbage. Yeah. If, if you did, right, you have something better. We're busy people. Why would you spend three hours just idling there with your car, waiting to drop off your garbage? You wouldn't. I, I have no idea. Yeah, it sounds like a terrible yeah. idea. <laughs> okay, so, so the mob was getting mad. They were getting angry. Um, it was being videoed by a, a private investigator who, as I was walking up there, he was videoing. And I, I, I spoke to him before I went. So I was aware of, of the situation and I was glad that he was there. He said he was hired by the city and by the union so that he could record in case there was any skirmishes. Gotcha. Okay. So this was like before cell phones were so prevalent. Okay. All right. So I was like, okay, good. It's being recorded if, if I get killed or something. Or something. <laughs> you don't Avenge know. my death. <laughs> no, you know, I, I, no, I hope not. I didn't go into it thinking I was going to be killed. It's Canada. Come on. <laughs> so, but they're angry mob. So, they're, but they're shouting obscenities. It's fine. You know, sticks and stones. They What's a Canada obscenity? Is it like, hey, be yeah. nicer. Hey. Hey, you hoser, what are you doing there? You can't hey, be you there. Okay. 
Don't be a hoser with your garbage, eh? Hey. Eh? Hey. <laughs> Uh, no, they were they were yelling swear words like okay, okay, calling me things like the you know it was, calling you things. Oh, okay. they were well, they, they were they were attacking me personally because I was oh, I was just right. I was you know if everybody composted, some of them may be out of a job. They wouldn't need so many haulers. Yeah, that's but fair. that's a long way away. Come on, yeah. how many right? Twenty years in, people still don't know about what I'm doing. Okay, so <laughs> so I would you know I really didn't want I really don't like conflict. Funnily enough, I don't like conflict. I really don't. I, I really would prefer kumbaya. Come on. Let's like stop yeah. yelling things at me. Just listen to what I'm saying. Because I have I have wisdom. <laughs> okay. Um, so they they were yelling at me. They said I couldn't be there. And then they told the people in, in the cars, if they took anything from me or if they talked to me, they wouldn't be allowed to drop off their garbage. Wow. Oh. So people rolled up their window. No, they didn't do this. They, they you know, they rolled up their window. They did have... Yeah, they're probably some station wagons. They rolled them up. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so I was like, right, because they were on a mission. They didn't care. I was a I was fun. Like I was just fun. They would talk to me, da-da-da, as long as I didn't disrupt why they were there. They were on a mission to drop off their stinky garbage. Sure. So of course they're not going to talk to me because that's no, that's no, they're not. Okay, so then the police came and I was like, now I would be arrested. I would be arrested today, but I did wasn't at the time. I was like, okay, I don't want to cause trouble. So I just left. Yeah. And I went to the star. So, okay, big long story about how I got my article in the star. <laughs> and I go to the star. I got my first article in the star, July 18th, 2002. I call up my husband. I'm like, yay. He's at work. I'm like, yeah, I got my first, I got an article. I didn't say my first article. I didn't, there was going to be another, <laughs> many more. Um, <laughs> I said, oh, I got an article in the star. And he said, Oh, that's, you know, probably a nice way to go or something. And he said, I'm on my way home. I just got downsized. And I was like, oh, oh my, what? Then I swore a little. <laughs> well, yeah, that's. Oh, yeah. Uh, really? My heart was in my, my belly. I was just like, oh, my, no. How, yeah. What? Oh, but now we have no income and I'm selling worms by the pound. Isn't this fun? Like, oh, yeah, this is really great. <laughs> now the worms eat better than we do. <laughs> <laughs> And they, they eat rotting garbage. Yeah. <laughs> now, now I joke about it. You know, here we are 20 years later and he's working in it with me. You know, it was, the universe is funny. It's really yeah. a jokester. Yeah. It really is. Because <laughs> if that happened like six months earlier, I wouldn't have had the courage, as I said, to start yeah. my business. If, you know, it'd be like, okay, well, I'll just get another office job. It's fine. Sure. I know, I know that. I'm good yeah. at that. They're needed, sort of. Sometimes. So what? So what happened? So he's he he got downsized. You're in this business. Like, what did you do? Yeah. So we just like bumped it up. Like then we just like we were together in it, and we started exhibiting, doing shows, and I was flogging the worms everywhere. I was like, everyone needs this. It's fine. And yeah, he's my web guy. He's still my web guy. Twenty years in. Okay. He's my website. It's not. It's not small camera friendly or whatever web screen. <laughs> I like I, it. I I, I think it's very. Thank you. Fun. It's like a little bit of a throwback to a simpler time of the web. And it reminded me of, I don't know, I'll say 10, oh, 15 years you. ago. It was what's well, easy to navigate. It was very easy to navigate. And I like, I don't know, it was very simple. I thought I just, it just, it was like simple. It's fun. The colors, I like the colors. It was just something very different. Like I feel like right now everything is like, flashy or there's like it's like white and then there's like blue and some sort of like 
I don't know, sharp name. And it's like, yours is like, no, like worms are fun. Here's a bunch of cool stuff and let's talk about it. And here's some videos. And I've been in a million different things. I liked it. Thank, oh, he does a great job. So let, let him know. I, a plus, I a plus review from me. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. Very much. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of an educational website. Oh, good. Yes. That's what it is. I felt it was hey. okay. There you go. I love that. Oh, thank you. That I'm going to make his day by passing that along. All right. So, so you go into business in 2002, uh, you're, you're working on it. And then 2012 comes up. What happens in 2012? 2012, you can imagine, I, I was doing about between 100 and 200 events a year, exhibiting, flogging. Is this when you, only in Canada or do you come to the States too? Oh, I've done stuff in the States. I've, yeah, okay. I've done, yeah, mostly in Canada, mostly. You go to Michigan and you're like, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not I holding my nose up at you. It's just literally stinky. You know, um, the, the top person in, in vermiculture was from Michigan. Mary Applehoff. Okay. And she wrote a book in the 70s. I believe it was from the 70s. She was, she was, a, was she a microbiologist? Anyway, she wrote a book called Worms Eat My Garbage in the 70s. Like imagine saying to people, you can have worms in the kitchen. You don't have to schlep out to the backyard. Just put your horse yeah. here. Yeah, right. Okay, Mary, cuckoo. <laughs> no. So I was thinking, man, it was so hard in 2002, still 2022 people have still not heard of it. So they're like, what? Ew. Anyway, over anyway, anyway, enough about Mary. <laughs> you can Google Mary if you want to know about her. <laughs> I'll put her in the show notes for sure. Yeah. Yeah. She, she yeah. There, actually Mary, I, 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 she passed in 05 and, and I, I, I had the, she answered her own phone. One day I had the opportunity to, to phone Mary and I was just so like moved that she she answered her own phone like wow she doesn't have like people she just answered her own phone i thought just thought that was the coolest thing and she took time you know just like she answered my questions and and that's what i do so i'm like oh worm people are cool <laughs> we are anyway yeah so we, we started the business and we were like flogging a lot of people said when you flog worms i think it gives people permission back to worms are creepy um it gives them permission to say the stories that have happened to them. So, and a lot of times people have said, oh, this is really great. And I have a lot of cheerleaders, but oh no, I would never have worms in my house. Like way to go. Good for you. Keep going. But no, like you're not selling to me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And, and yeah, 2012, just one, I was at an event and it just one more person said, Ooh, worms in the house. And somehow I heard the message. I didn't hear it the other times. And it just hit my heart. I was like, Oh, how am I going to do this? This is so hard. Why do I care so much? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even have kids. <laughs> no, I, right. Well, if getting objection has, has to be tough, right? It has to be a tough getting rejection after rejection about something that you really care about and actually is beneficial and really doesn't have, like, I would think the downside would be like, oh, the smell, but there is no smell. Not when you do it right. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah, but you know, I, I again, I, I think when you're doing what you're supposed to do, which is kind of a deeper message of people finding out what is it that you want to do, what makes you happy, like live your life, because there's, you know, they say you only live once, you actually only die once, you live every day, right? We're well, living. That's every great. Day. I, I'm writing that down. Love every yeah, day. go for yeah. it. You can use it too. Sure. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's not mine. I'm sure I stole it from somewhere. <laughs> stole it. <laughs> Where hey, if it works, it works. Yeah, you know, I I, I really think we, we, 
society tries to put us in all these things like you got to do all these things I, I don't know if we were talking about this I was talking about it recently with somebody about you know you go to school elementary school so you can get ready for secondary or graduate school whatever you yeah. call it so you can get ready for college sure. so you can get ready for marriage and kids and whatever and then working life and then retirement so there's not really time for living because you're just preparing for retirement the whole time yeah i had a i was a text my friend that the other day i said you know it's so weird to me that you grow up and you hang out like you're with your family but you hang out with your friends a lot and then you get older so i'm in my mid-30s and i'm like i don't see my friends much anymore and like that was all i did and i know i like have different responsibilities now but i'm like i miss hanging out with my friends i'm like why i'm like why do we structure life like that like it's kind of terrible like we're, you know, like people are like, oh, I felt, you know, it happens all the time. But, oh, I felt out of touch with my friends. It's like, it shouldn't be like, I know people live in different places and things like that, but we got to think about better ways to, to structure. Like I heard this idea from a guy named Naval on Twitter and he said, I think it was him. He said, we like every 10 years, government, should, we should have a program where if you're an adult over 21, you get to, we'll pay for you for six months to a year to learn a new skill or trade. Mm. And well, and, and that, and then you can, you can do it every 10 years if you want. And it's like, why, yeah, why does that, why is this idea of education? Like, oh, you graduate college 22. Like you're, you're done with your education. It's like, are you kidding me? Like, you don't know anything. I mean, you, that's one of the reasons I, I like talking to you and having this podcast is like almost everyone who comes on here is a lifelong learner. And that's just so, to me, it's so rare and so special that people want to continue doing that because you get, like you said, you're like, well, I was doing secretary work, but like, I could have done that. And there's nothing wrong with it, but you, you push yourself and you continue to learn and you continue to grow. And I'm sure the worm salesman and worm expert in 2012 is someone who is almost like a past life compared to what you know now and interacting with people and even just learning. I'm sure your composting skills are just amazing. Oh, it's, it's, it's magic. I, I really feel like my life is a magic carpet ride. I mean, I've had a really cool life. I've had things and like everybody, you know, you have, and it's how you react to the things that happen in your life. That's, I think that's what makes it so beautiful. Yeah. So the last, so one more person said, Ooh, worms in the house. And I was like, ah, how am I going to do this? Yeah. And I was, you know, not, and I, I don't know. I say I was going to give it up, but you can't, give up what you were put here to do. I really believe that it's so important and it's worldwide. It's a global thing. Like we need worms everywhere, which is so beautiful. Um, so I was at a, oh, at an event where I took that business course mm -hmm. and the, and there was a woman, the first uh, speaker did a five minute introduction to laughter yoga and I don't even do yoga. Um, so that just struck me. I love <laughs> laughing. So yeah, yeah, I know. So I was like, I know yeah. I do the one thing, but not the other thing. <laughs> So I said, wow, laughter, yoga, like that's a thing. Cool. And then kind of forgot about it. And then I was at a networking event that same week and hundreds of people. And the very first woman I met was a laughter yoga teacher. And I was like, okay, yoga. Wow, okay. That's too, that's too much in the universe. The universe is trying to tell you something right, at that ding. point. Yeah. <laughs> Pay attention. Yeah. And so I said to her, oh, 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 laughter yoga is mainstream because I heard of it twice in one week. So I imagine, wow, it's, it's really something that's just, I just, I'm just hearing about it, but it's, it's 
everyone knows of it. <laughs> and she said, no, it isn't. And we trooped around that night and everyone we met, I was like, have you heard of laughter yoga? Have you, have you? Yeah. And um, nobody had. And I was like, huh, okay. And she happened to have a laughter club um, in the same like walking distance from where my mother-in-law lived. Again, and, universe, hello. Right, uh, yeah. like right there, walking distance. Yeah. And I love my mother-in-law, so which she lives in another, she lives in Toronto, which I live out of the out of, out of the city now. So it gave me an opportunity to go visit my mother-in-law. Yeah. We'd have a date night, we'd go for dinner and That's she'd fun. say, we better not have garlic. <laughs> you know, ha ha ha. And I said, as long as we both have it, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, Give the vampires away. Yeah. <laughs> And then we'd go and laugh, but it, you know, so laughter yoga, let me tell you about laughter yoga a little bit, um, which really, I, I mean, I love it. Now I've married the two things, which are so much fun. I, I, I was like, can you have more than one mission in life? I don't know. I'm not, I don't know. I guess you can have as many as, as you can take on. I don't know. <laughs> if you can live every day, you can have multiple missions. I don't see why not. I don't see why not. Right. I'm, I'm open to helping more people. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So laughter yoga really did help me. So laughter yoga started in 95. So it's, um, it's fairly new, I would say. It's a new kind of um, modality um, in, in, in India by a medical doctor, Dr. Madan Kataria. And his goal is world peace through laughing. Like imagine you're in the military. Imagine everybody laughing together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that way. Well, we get, we, we have group laughs, but it's usually because someone says something ridiculous or something goes on, but there, I would say this, at least from my experience with my, my branch and what I do, like, it's a very, the group, the people are fantastic. And they're mm -hmm. usually like, we're serious when we're serious, but every, when, when you get a chance to like laugh and it's fun, but so, please continue. But the laughter is a release. It's, it's yeah. needed everywhere. I mean, I mean the, the Laughter is being practiced in prisons, with police, with students, in long-term care, with special needs, with cancer um, folks. I mean, it's uh, folks with PTSD. I mean, it's just almost endless. Laughter is the best medicine. We've all heard that before. You got to take the pill if you want to get the benefits. <laughs> it's true. And the beautiful part about laughter, I know as a comedian and doing improv and you love to laugh too. Absolutely. Um, laughter is uh, one of those wonderful things that we can do. Um, so laughter yoga, it's not about jokes or comedy. Um, and there's nothing against jokes or comedy, just um, jokes are usually cultural. You know, two people go somewhere and they're being laughed at something. Sure. Right, so then it's not funny for them at least. Um, <laughs> Right. So, so laughter yoga is, again, it's not doing yoga and laughing. It's just gentle stretches. It's a cardiovascular workout. Our diaphragm is attached to all of our organs. So when we're laughing, we're doing deep dive because when we're laughing, we're going, ha, 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 ha. We're exhaling. You have to eventually go, <gasps> you can't just keep, you know, like, and you know, when you laugh with your buddies, you're like, okay, all right. Like you just can't stop laughing. Once you yeah. turn on that laugh, laugh button, you're just like, you're in it because it feels so good. It feels so good. And that's why it's, it's kind of an addiction a little bit. It can be a little bit of an addiction where you, you don't want to stop. 
Sure. And then you get, you know, you kind of get triggered by someone else. Like you think you're like, oh, oh, oh. And then somebody's like, ah, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> yeah. Somebody giggles and then, and then it's, and then it erupts again. Um, so laughter yoga, it's not about just saying, okay, laugh everybody. <laughs> because for the folks that are like right brain, they're not able to just laugh. The ones that are really, really serious. It's like, this is, no, I can't do this. Okay, that's fine. It's a decision. So there's, <laughs> there's clapping and chanting. So you clap palm to palm. Okay. Um, because like you're this? activating the meridians. Like, what, how are you on? It's what, Just, one, should we stand two, up? Um, we could, but I don't want to use, use my, move my camera. So okay. you, you can't okay, stand okay. it and say one, two, <laughs> one, two, three, one, two, one, two, three. And the words are ho, ho, ha, ha, ha. Ho, 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 ha, ha, ha. Ho, ho, ha, ha, ha. Ho, ho, ha, ha, ha. Okay. Oh, oh, ha, ha, ha. Then you can tap on your body like ho ho ha 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 ho ho ha ha ha. Oh, okay. Okay, right? So already. Yeah, okay. I'm feeling a little, yeah, I'm feeling a little loose. Yeah. I don't yeah, know the last you... time I've done that before, so it's it feels good. Yeah. It's it like it's like doing good. the Macarena again. Exactly. It's just yeah. moving, right? So yeah. we have a heart to pump our blood. We have another fluid called lymph, lymphatic fluid. Lymph only moves when we move. Okay. Did not and know. we're meant to move, right? We're, yeah. when we're walking, we're walking like our arm is opposite our leg, right? So we're, so that's kind of the pump when we're, when we're moving, okay. like when we're okay. doing any movement, okay. right? Any moving. movement at all, we're okay. moving our lymph. It's okay. imagine it like a, a flow and it flows in one direction, but it needs us to move. That's why when we're sitting too long, we get tired and sluggish. Yeah. It's that lymph. It's, you can imagine the lymph pooling like gel, like, huh? You got to just get up and you got to get moving. Okay. You got to move around. And so there's, you know, again, gentle movement. There's that clapping and chanting and you say, ho, ho, ha, ha, ha. Like, um, yeah. And then there's little games. Like, so um, you would say make milkshakes. So you have your milkshake making material and you mix it together. You go, and then, and then you drink it. And between, so you can imagine if there was like 20 or 30 people in a circle in person, yeah. like now okay. on Zoom, it works quite fine, like with the gallery. Yeah, you know? but in person is probably a little bit easier. Yeah. Well, during this cuckoo time, there wasn't in person, right? So laughter, yeah, that's true. Really, we really pivoted beautifully online. I get people, I get about 25 to 30 people in my club every week from okay. around the world. Okay, that's cool. Oh. And it's so beautiful when you get people that are trained laugh, laughers, like the laughter leaders. We're just practicing our craft. We don't need any games. Just we just sit there to laugh. <laughs> ha ha ha. <laughs> right? Okay, so that but for those that need it, um, again, there's games. So there's a new product on the market. It's called laughter cream. And it comes in a pump. It's very convenient. Okay, well, so you just, yeah, you just pump out pump out some cream. Okay. <laughs> and then wherever you put it on your hands, <laughs> you start <laughs> so laughing. And you can take as much as you want. It's free. <laughs> Sometimes it comes in a big jar. You can and then you put your arms out in front. Oh. And we're gonna just breathe in. <laughs> breathe in. Hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, and then just sigh it out. Ha. <sighs> Good. Again, breathe in.
This time we're going to giggle it out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, how about this one? We're going to blow up a balloon. Here we go. Okay, just hold the end because we blew it up with helium. Here we go. Now we're going to suck in some of the helium and then we're going to (laughs) laugh. (laughs) Okay. So, yeah, it is, right? Yeah, that's intense. Yeah. Oh, here's a good one. This one's okay. really good. This is silent laughter. So if you if you need if you want to get your laughter yoga on, but you're in a library or someone's sleeping next door, or at my office in a couple of weeks, or in your office, right? You can do your silent <laughs> laughter, and it's yeah. really good because you're actually doing it, but you're not exhaling. Okay. So, you, so you're working your abs if you're actually doing it. So here we go. So it looks like that, this. Yeah. You're just gonna cut like you're just gonna be like, but really laughing without making any noise. Here we go. You ready? One, two, three. Silent laughter. Here we go. One, two, three. Here, take a breath in. No. <laughs> take a breath in. Actually, a nice deep breath in through your nose. Here we go. Breathe in. And fill out your belly. And then just push out your push in your belly and breathe out through your mouth. Now with your hands on your belly, be like Santa. Go ho, ho, ho. Ho. Ho 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 Now on your heart and say ha 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 um, like tapping, emotional freedom technique. And I can explain what that is in a moment. Brain gym, Qigong, and other healing modalities. I'm, I'm just a, a learning about being a lifelong learner. I am learning so much about energy and healing and getting out of stress because when we're stressed, we're not healing. Yeah. We're stressed. Yep, absolutely. You, can't, you can't be both. You can't be in parasympathetic mode and sympathetic mode at the same time. And then, so parasympathetic is when you're fight or flight, correct? Nope. That's when you're in, I know it's. Oh, that's the good one. Okay. That's the good one. Okay. The that's the good, the good one. Good okay. one. That's the one that you go to sleep in. And so here's something. So um, I incorporate tapping, which is emotional freedom technique. Okay. And I, I've been tapping since, oh my gosh, since 1999. I'm so thrilled that it's becoming mainstream because it's something we can all do. I have no idea why this knowledge is not available to us all. Like laughing is such a simple technique and I'll talk more about laughing, but tapping. So you take two fingers, tapping on the meridians, which is, you know, acupuncture without needles and we can self-administer. Good. Right. Beautiful. Lots of things going up. I need free acupuncture. This is amazing. Thank you. Yeah. There you go. So I'm just going to tap on four spots. And and for those that are watching, 
tap on these four spots every day. You can watch this over and over to, to remember the spots or come okay. to the Tuesday Club because I do it every Tuesday. Okay. So take two fingers. You're tapping on right on your cheekbone, under your eye, right under your pupils if you were looking forward. I'm doing and, this. And right so now. I want you to breathe in deep here. Breathe in. And then release. Ah, we're going to breathe in again. Breathe in. And release. Ah. Uh, so this is stomach meridian. So if, if, you, if anyone has an upset stomach and you're just, you know, you can keep on tapping there, but I'll keep talking. <clears throat> that if anyone has an upset stomach or if they need to be grounded, like they're really wired, just you can just tap here or your children or grandchildren tap here. You can tap for other people. It's beautiful. You don't even have to believe. Okay. But I guess it helps if you do. Why not? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> the next spot is on your collarbone. There's a little divot. If you feel your collarbone, then you go to the end. And then there's a little, if you go in a bit, there's a little like in part. Okay. If you, it's okay. Yeah. You can just like, so we're going to tap there. This is K27, your kidney meridian. Okay. Very important spot. Okay. So here we go. We're going to take another deep breath in here. You didn't know you were going to get healed, eh? No, no. <laughs> I was writing worm jokes before this. I had no idea they were going to do I didn't know there was physical activity involved in this podcast. Oh, so good. I love it. This is, oh, great. Yeah, do this every, right? So simple. All right. And this is a wonderful thing. This is your kidney. This is stimulate, stimulating, um, you know, along your meridians. Okay. So ne next spot is um, on your thymus, kind of where you're like okay. right between, kind of where, okay. you know, how the great apes do this. Maybe they do yeah. open hands. You can do open hand, little light, light fist. You can go fingers, whatever you want. <clears throat> this is thymus. Okay. So thymus. I, I, so right, I, so right along the chest, like a, you know, like you've seen like King Kong or someone like that. Like exactly. Yeah. Like, okay. yeah. Yeah. And okay. in my laughter club, I, I work with special needs. I say, okay, here, take a deep breath in and let's get our stress out. So while they're hitting, they love this spot. This spot, they're like, yeah. Right. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Feel, it's yeah. It feels good. Yeah. yeah. And so they're like, Rah! and so I'm like, get your stress out. Like, go, oh. ah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ah! And it feels so, it's so invigorating. So if, yeah. you're, if you're in your Zoom room at home, you can make all the noise you want. We can't hear you. <laughs> right? It's so go. good. And, but here's the beautiful part. It gives you energy. Yeah. You know, no, I feel great. Like, yeah. I need energy. The thymus. So this is on your thymus. So you're right in the center, right on your, kind of your, is it called the breastbone? I don't know. Yeah. 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 Okay. I'm not a doctor. I just know what works. I just know that I've been doing this for a long time and now I can kind of just verbalize in lay person's terms. Sure. Yeah. Layman's because I'm woman. <laughs> so thymus. So this is thymus. Yeah. And I recently learned that T cells are born somewhere else in the body. They arrive in the thymus and that's where they go to age or age. They go there to mature. That sounds better. So okay. They go there to mature and T cells are cancer fighting cells. Even better. Okay. Tappity tappity tap. Keep on tapping. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then the final spot is da 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 about a hand width down from your armpit. Okay. On your rib. If there's any Ooh. ladies watching, this is where your bra strap would go on the bottom, the bottom of your bra. Whoop, your bra would go there. Okay. And that's spleen. This one's really. So you, so it's okay. So it's like this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There you go. That's a little okay. more. Yeah, I think I'm here. I'll, I'll, I'll put the camera. There we go. Okay. 
Yeah, okay, so like right here. So on the side or like on the back? On the side and spleen meridian is also right under the nipples if somebody wanted to do that on the rib cage. Okay. okay. So there's a couple of spots. Okay. Ah, it's not that kind of show, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, so those four spots, right? At stomach, okay. kidney, Here, are you hearing um, yeah. organs? The stomach, stomach kidney, kidney, thymus, thymus, spleen. spleen. And again, right? Like people right. are like, why do we have all these mm -hmm. organs? I don't know why, but I know they're important and they sure. all work yeah. in tandem and they work with those meridians. And again, I'm not a doctor. We've all seen that map of the body with those lines. Yeah. Those are the meridians. There's 14 and they go to the different organs. Like it's one, it's one that rotates and spleen. What happens when we go into stress? I'm going to give you another really great, um, for the people that are watching, some wonderful tips for getting out of stress because- Again, if when we're stressed, we're not healing and we can't have a joy-filled life. We yeah, might be laughing for the moment, but you know, like if we can really stay in that flow of feeling good, we can do a lot better. Oh yeah. Feel good. When you feel good, you want to do good. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So the what I recently heard about the spleen, when we get stressed, we go into the fight, flight, or freeze. And, and and so we need the energy from somewhere. It takes from the opposite. So that so this so the fight, flight, or freeze is governed by radiant circuits. You know, people don't need to know this, but I like it if people want to know the background. Moves. Yeah. Right here it is. <laughs> so radiant circuits is one of the meridians, and radiant circuits govern fight, flight, or freeze. And when we go into stress, which is often, uh, this is really getting really heavy, but it's I think it's it's nice to know. <laughs> Okay, so the radiant circuits need energy because they're in stress. They need to get out of stress. They go from the opposite, which is spleen. So they will steal energy from spleen to, to help stay functioning, which means that spleen isn't doing the work that it needs to do. And it's one of the body's filters, like, like the liver, but, but you know, different. Anyway, so yeah. we want to get out of stress. So here's, here's a okay. wonderful thing. All this right. is something that our ancestors knew for sure. And, and even today you see people they're sitting like this when they're thinking, or they may be like this. Yeah. It's intuitive. So I want people to rub your hands together. Because we right. are energy, right? We all know yeah. we've entered a room and somebody's in a bad mood. We know it. Yeah. If we're in a great mood. We know it. Yeah. Right, shake them off. And then just put one right on the top. When we go into stress, blood, lymph, oxygen leaves our brain. We can cup it on the back. Just on the front is fine. Add an extra, you know, double strength. <laughs> um, and then you take a nice, you can close your eyes or not. And just take a couple of nice, slow, deep breaths in. Like one at a time. <laughs> one in. Hold it. And then release. And then again, breathe in. Hold it. And then expel, expel, sigh, ha. <laughs> and then again, breathe in. Ah, and you can keep holding as long as you want. And what happens is when we're in stress, the blood, lymph, oxygen leaves our brain so that, because we don't need our thinker, right? We just need to get out of stress. We're in, we just need to fight the situation or escape from where we are, you know, when we're in stress. So this, doing this will bring the blood and oxygen back up to our, our brain so we can come up with solution, right? So we can get out of where we are. It's so beautiful. And I'll use social media as an example. You know, somebody might be on whatever platform they're on. It doesn't matter. They're all designed to incite us with emotion. 
Yeah. Uh, right. And they do. They're very effective. So we might read a post from somebody that we don't know in person. We just know them <laughs> on social media. We've never yeah. met them. Yeah. But what they wrote was so offensive that we get offended and we start to compose something. Kind of oh, yeah. I am guilty as charged. We've all done it. We've all, like, just don't press send. Like, it's fine yeah. to compose it, yeah. although don't, right? Because it yeah. what happens the longer we're in stress, the more of those stress chemicals are floating around in our body. We want less cortisol. Yeah. We don't need more. We don't need to get stressed over somebody we don't even know. How can we control what they think? So I say, just do this. When, you're, when you feel like, just do this. You know, take a couple of breaths and then look at that message again and go, oh, oh yeah, I don't even know that person. Why do I care? And move on. Don't engage. Don't engage. Why? Yeah. It's not serving anything. I heard, not, yeah. I heard something from a guy I follow online and he said, social media is essential. If you want to, if you want to stop using it as much, just think of it like a vampire. It sucks your energy and your goodwill for someone else's profit that's well said wow yeah Beautiful. i know i was like it's pretty good i should tweet that out <laughs> <laughs> no put it down stop it it's so tempting though right oh, oh people people will love this one i mean it's it, kind of the opposite too right where we're, we get that dopamine hit yeah here's the tip cheap so dopamine it's cheap dopamine though yeah, well, this is yeah. what I didn't talk about with laughter yoga. So when we're laughing, we're in charge of our own pharma. So when we're laughing or when as soon as we smile, we start, we send a note to our brain, hey, I must be happy, I'm smiling. And then yeah. we add a giggle, right? So when we're laughing, we're secreting the love drugs, dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins versus the cortisol, which we secrete when we're stressed wow and yeah. when we're stressed we're not breathing and our brain requires 25 percent more oxygen than the rest of our body as an operating principle so when we're stressed we're yeah. not breathing properly our body's not wanting what what not getting what it needs for sure our brain isn't right ever lost your keys and you're like i gotta go or you know, phone glasses, whatever, and you're flopping sure. around. You're like, I can't I find it. Like, yeah, come on, and you're yelling at everybody, and you're you know turning the house upside down trying to find them. And that's correct, right? <laughs> you know, and I'm looking at the chair I flipped over about a month ago. That's correct. <laughs> I care. Right? Everybody's done that, um, and the, and it'll happen again, and again. I'm sorry, I can't stop that. But what I can do is give you a tip next time it happens. I hope my voice squeaks in, and you go, "What did uh, Chatty Kathy say?" Um, <laughs> stop take a deep breath <gasps> laugh it off <laughs> and then just apologize to everyone your keys will be right oh they're right there because we we actually get blind when we are stressed because we sure. don't you know we're just like in a flap we get our blinders on and we're just like functioning yeah and that's it we're just functioning we're not thriving we're just functioning and dunk, I, dunk, dunk. one of the things i I had this insight the other day. It's like a lot of what I feel like modern society, not only is it like we're sitting, we're not encouraged to do the laughter yoga and things like that. And it's, and we're, it's like, we're encouraged to sit, we're stressed. We don't spend time with our friends. And it's like trans it's very, I feel like it's more transactional. It's like, do the, follow, you know, you gotta be on your email. Then you gotta be on your phone. 
And it's like, you have, you almost have no time, not only to like spend quality time with others, but you don't even have time to get to know yourself. I mean, I feel like it's such a tragedy, not only to live a life where you don't have a lot of time with other people, but you don't even, do you ever even know yourself? Do you ever spend the time to get to know what you like? Like, I don't know five years ago, if I would have done, just started laughing and done what you suggested, but through getting in, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I am a goofy person and I'm going to embrace it. So whatever. And if you don't like it, well, you know what? You're missing out. And maybe you should open up and just enjoy life and learn. It's the one of the best. I'll tell you, you don't have a podcast, do you? No. I didn't, okay. Maybe that should be your next step because you learn so much. I've learned so much from every guest. Like I think having guests on makes me a better, it makes me a better person. And I've had people on that have completely different worldviews than me. And it's so nice to be like, you know what? Maybe I really should think twice about that. It's helped me as my, my personal, emotional, spiritual growth. Awesome. And I mean, I know you have free time, so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I really appreciate the opportunity to be on. I mean, it's, I I feel like the future is so hopeful. I keep meeting young folks like yourself, like 30s, and you get it that, oh, I don't have to be in this. I don't have to do, I mean, you do in the military, but you don't have to do what everyone tells you to do. Until I'm out. And eventually (laughs) I will be out. Trust me. The contract does end. No, but you, you know what I mean? Like in certain instances, we do need to follow the rules. Mm. Um, but we, I, I really think that we don't spend enough time. We're not taught to ask, what do we want? What do I want? Yeah. We're always looking, oh, look at their life. Look at what they have. We're, that's the highlight reel. They're not telling you all the stuff. No. <laughs> like who's putting all their, you know, junk on there? It is something that I think, especially because my parents are getting ready to retire and that's something I've encouraged them to do. And I know my dad won't listen to this because as my mom made fun of him the other day, she was, you don't even listen to his podcast. So he, if he does listen to this, then shout out to him uh, for doing that. But, uh, you know, I told them, I'm like, you know, figure out what you want to do. It's you've spent years working and taking care of us and taking care of other people. I think a lot of, doesn't, it doesn't matter how old, but especially I do think people, that are in their fifties or sixties that have spent this time working and trying to get to where they're at. It's like, take some time and figure out what you want to do. Maybe, maybe what you did for 20 years wasn't really you and that's okay, but you need to take that time now to figure it out before you are and turn into compost. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I, you know, it, when I bring it in full cycle circle, Kathy, that's why I love that. You know, when I was 27, I, my husband and I traveled in Africa and Asia and people said to me at that time, my friends were all buying houses and, you know, starting their lives and whatever. <laughs> and, and an accountant actually said to me, these are your prime earning years. You're never going to get this money back. Like Africa and Asia. I got to hoof around Africa and Asia. Yeah. What kind of like, I, I didn't even think about money. I, I just was, was like, and that shaped me. That, that really helped me to become. And people said to me though, oh, I'm going to travel. When I retire, I'm going to, I'm going to do what you did. And it's like, no, you're not. I was 27. I couldn't even do what I'm doing. Like, yeah, I retire, I'm not going to be a, right. You don't have the same. It's different. Even passion. I don't want to, I don't want to stay in a, a, a $2 motel. <laughs> I'll still, I'll still do that. My girlfriend, probably not, but well, I don't know. I shouldn't put words in her mouth, but I think ideally she'd like to not do that, but I would, I mean, I'm in the military. I've slept in worse than a $2 motel. <laughs> but, 
but yeah, I think you're, you're, you're right. And people put stuff off. And so I used to do, so I, I do wealth management now and or some financial planning, but on the side, only a few people, I just want to just help people make a little money while doing it. I used to work with very wealthy people from millionaires to like people with hundreds of millions of dollars. And they did not have any less problems than you had. They did not have any, they had in fact more stress. And there's a, there's a song, and if you ever heard of it, uh, it's a rap song from like the late nineties called Mo Money, Mo Problems. You ever heard of Mo Money, Mo Problems? Yeah. It's a hundred percent true. I mean, I saw people with tens, I mean, hundreds of millions of dollars and they were just, it was invented stress. Like, oh, well, who's going to run my foundation? Or like, oh, my kids don't want to, my kids are being greedy. I'm going to, you know, I don't want to give them as much here and there. Like they have, and it, to me, it was like, they would spend their, and they, they were great clients, wonderful human beings. Yeah. But it was, to me, I'm like, they're spending their, their time, which no one gets back. The only non-renewable resource, right? Time. Mm-hmm. You spent, they're spending your time figuring out like how to divvy up this money. I'm like, you should go on a boat. You should go on a hike. Don't worry about that. Spend like an hour on it, have someone draft something and just be done. People would spend weeks and months agonizing. And it's like, Dude. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to get out of there. I was like, I don't want to be surrounded by this because it's going to rub off on me. I don't want to have to agonize about things. And I don't have hundreds of millions of dollars, but even if I did, I don't want to agonize about it. I want to be like, I want to live a great life. I want to meet people like you. I want to travel. I want to love my family and friends. I don't want to sit around in a room pouring over documents about what happens when I die. No, thanks. And you know, here's just a quick, like the more stuff you have, the more stress you have. Cause you got to guard your stuff. Like you got to make sure no one takes your stuff. Yeah. Right. So you got, then you got to have security. You got to, then you need a big fence. You got to have a, a dog because you know that, you know, and then you can't go away. You can't sleep properly. Cause what if someone comes, you know, yeah. like, then you're always thinking like, Oh, my stuff. Someone's like, <laughs> it's just, yeah. If you have no stuff, you don't have to worry. Not well, no stuff, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, there's, there's a joke on the internet. It's kind of like you, <laughs> You either want to be homeless or anonymous. <laughs> right? Yeah. Those are kind of the best ways to go. Either have either have nothing publicly or have nothing privately. Because, you know, the people that there's someone the other day got shot in, uh, in New York City. The guy had like this super expensive watch on and doing all this stuff. And it's like, you know, if the economy is not great. You got to be careful. And the guy was like flaunting it online. And hey, he earned it. Good for him. But he also got shot. So, you know, maybe next time, just the casual, whatever you get at, you know, Coles or I don't know, the Canadian equivalent. Is there a Canadian equivalent to Coles? Coles Canada? I don't know. <laughs> Coles is a bookstore for us. What? Oh <laughs> if, of all the things I heard today, I think my mind is more blown by that. It's a bookstore. <laughs> I'd walk in there and be like, I need $8 shorts. And they'd be like, read this. Oh, it's a department store? Is it like a department yeah. store? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let me get, let me ask you this. If you, let me get you out of here on, on here. If you could put up a billboard, we'll put them up all over Canada, Michigan. We'll, we'll put them in Chicago too, because it's kind of where I live. What would be, what would be your phrase on that billboard? Uh, my slogan would be uh, worm away your garbage. Worm away your garbage. Yeah. Worms are the solution to everything. I say to people, tell me your problem and I'll make worms the answer. <laughs> They go, oh, my spouse. I'm like, okay, get your fish bonker book and then check, check them into the worm bin and just wait for 
There you go. Or you get a you get a worm bin and they they love it and then you find something to do together, or they don't love it and then they leave. And either way, your problem's solved. <laughs> right? <laughs> worms are the worms are the answer. Worms are the answer. It's hilarious. Oh my gosh. I don't know how much I know we're probably over time, but I that's to, fine. I wanted to share the story. Um, no, it's beautiful. <laughs> I you know, it's 20 years and <clears throat> I'm I don't have a cell phone, but I am all over social and stuff. Just when I'm on social, you know, I'm yeah, home. you're at, uh, <laughs> hold on. It's a, um, what's a group of worms again? Squirm. You are at, at S-Q-U-I-R-M on Twitter. I saw that. And then, uh, hold on. What, what's the website again? Uh, Kathy's composters.com. Kathy's comp. Now, do you ship to the U.S.? Not the worms, but Not the, the worms. other stuff we have. The other stuff. Okay. And then do you, if someone like myself wants to get worms, how do I, how would I find like a reputable worm dealer? Is that a thing? Yeah, thank worm, you. Worm reputable. dealers? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, there's lots in the U.S. Uh, the, the warmer states have more red wiggler growers than the cooler ones. Okay. As a rule. Yeah. Okay. Kathy Crawley, Laffy Bean Queen. <laughs> you have been, this has been an absolute mm. delight and I'm going to, Knock on wood, I got, uh, I have some open time coming up in April. So I'm going to try to hit up at least the first week of April. I'm going to try to hit up at least one of your, your laughing classes. Cause I think it works perfectly in my schedule. So I want to go, I'll let everyone know on social media when I'll be there. And hopefully we'll have a few people that can enjoy laughing and, um, just having a great time. And I, I thank oh, you so I much for that. your time, for what you're doing, your mission. I feel honestly, I feel more loving and, and, uh, you know, I feel like I'm going to go give someone a hug after this. Oh, and remember to tap. Tap. Yeah. And I'll okay. ask them too before I give them a hug. I got to be a little careful about that one. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Kathy, Kathy have a oh, wonderful, have a wonderful day. And you. Thank you. I will right, we'll talk soon.